Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD solutions and strategies versus mindset. With us in our virtual studio is uh, the Dr. Ari Tuckman, one of our favorite interviewees, so this promises to be a, uh, a great show. Uh, real quickly, our uh, show tonight is being brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, um, part of their uh, our uh, uh, promoting our show is uh, we're also going to help distribute a couple uh, attention magazines, uh, such, uh, I guess, a couple issues of attention magazine. So here's what you do. Is you listen to our show tonight, and you're going to listen to the, to the show, and you'll hear uh, a secret word. Um, listen to two other shows and get the secret word from those, and email me at attention at attentiontalkradio.com, and we'll get you a current edition, the most current edition of a PDF of the attention magazine, and uh, we'll get you the next one uh, when it's out. So you can sample that for free. Um, and uh, years ago, it used to be a, uh, a magazine that you had to have membership for. Now you can get it individually. So this is a great opportunity for you to sample it and uh, see if it makes some sense. Uh, again, Chad is sponsoring the show. They've got a little tip that we want to share. So let's do that. We'll get on with the show. Holidays can be an emotional roller coaster with family and your child who has ADHD. Remind your family members to stay focused and mindful and allow enough time to finish tasks. Use humor when appropriate and allow this time with family and friends to have teachable moments. Focus on positive experiences. To learn more tips, visit Chad's website at helpforadhd.org. Thanks so much, Chad, for your support. For those that are not uh, familiar with uh, uh, Chad or Children and Adults with Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, they're the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. Uh, yeah, they're the ones that are on Capitol Hill and talking to the regulatory agencies to make sure that uh, um, we get our due and uh, get a fair shake at the table and uh, help get accommodations and uh, really kind of help the ADHD community. So a strong Chad is a strong ADHD community. We encourage our members to become, excuse me, our listeners to become members. Um, up chat for no other reason just to support the community and the organization. Of course, when you do, you get a lot of great member benefits. So uh, with that, uh, you can learn more at chadd.org. Um, okay, let's get into tonight's show. We did pre-tape this. We're going to roll the tape in a second. Um, this was inspired a little bit by a uh, uh, speaker at the last um, ATHD conference. I uh, really want to make the distinction of a mindset for strategies and solutions. As a coach, I have found that mindset is everything. I mean everything in terms of uh, finding what works. So with that, we'll roll the tape. We hope you enjoy the show. Dr. Ari Tuckman is a clinical psychologist who specializes in diagnosing and treating children, teens, and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. He's the author of three books, Understand Your Brain and Get More Done, The ADHD Executive Functions Workbook, uh, more Attention, Less Deficit, Success Strategies for Adults with ADHD, and Integrative Treatment for Adult ADHD, a Practical, Easy-to-Use Guide for Clinicians. He's a frequent speaker and has more than 300 presentations on ADHD and other topics. He has over 100 episodes with more than uh, 2 million downloads on More Attention, Less Deficit podcasts. He's a, a former member of the National Board of CHAD and is the current co-chair um, of their conference, which is 
he's been the current pro chair for like years. Um, I don't know why he keeps signing back up, but that's his real day job. I don't know. He didn't make any money out of it. He's a part-time job, really, he's a psychologist. Um, you can learn more about him by going to his website, adultadhdbook.com. With that, all right, welcome to the show. Hey, it's always a pleasure to hang out with you. Yeah, it's always a lot of fun. So today, today's topic is I just wanted to have a conversation. You and I have done a lot of shows in the past, and even in what we do, we do a lot of just kind of helping people, you know, get their way kind of through life a little bit. And just that notion, I think that a lot of people actually go out there with ADHD and they're looking for solutions or strategies or tactical things that they can implement that will have an impact. And what I've learned over the years coaching is that often those tactical things don't work. Um, it really comes down to shifting a person's mindset and to think of things differently. And one of the the, um, the real catalysts of this was uh, the last um, uh, conference, the 2018 International Conference on ADHD. Um, Eduardo Bersini was up talking about growth mindset. And it was interesting to me because I began to listen to him and realize that a mindset is not something that you turn on a dime. It's actually something that you foster over a period of time. And in, in that presentation, he was talking about the learning mindset. So I wanted to, like, from your perspective, just kind of get your thoughts on what mindset are and what mindset is. And then we'll kind of talk a little bit about the differences, but like tactical type things and mindset and the power uh, long-term of actually shifting your mindset. Sure, yeah. I, and, you know, I, I was exactly thinking about the same thing, about Eduardo Briseño's talk on growth mindset, and that that's really sort of fundamental because the thing about it is, you know, life kind of keeps evolving. I mean, granted, kind of day by day tends to look a lot like the day before it, but, you know, we're continually presented with new opportunities, new challenges, new demands, um, new tools and supports. And, you know, we need to continue to sort of evolve how we approach the world. But it's really about this growth mindset of looking at what ha- at the challenges before you as opportunities to test yourself and to learn and thereby to improve how you approach next time. And this is like so fundamental in terms of all the work that I do with my clients how I sort of, you know, approach things myself, how I, you know, talk to my son about challenges. Like this is so much in the forefront of, of how I think about things. Um, and, you know, so the thing about it is like strategies are important and tactics and tools and systems and, you know, all that stuff that, that we talk about so much in the world of ADHD. But if you don't have the right mindset in terms of how you apply them, you can have a great tool or strategy, but it doesn't sort of come to fruition. So, um, so I think you're right on the money here. Like, you know, we got to start by talking about mindset before we get into any strategies. So I, I, this is this is very difficult to really kind of articulate a little bit, but the when I was listening to Eduardo, that that move from a mindset that focuses on outcome. So that's the goal is really the outcome of what you get to shifting to it's not really about the outcome. It's like what did you learn from the experience? You might sit down and take or go through an endeavor. Um, it's, it's the same endeavor, but two different people could put one just, just totally focused on the outcome and the pressure, and the other one's focused more on the learning side, but not so much on the outcome. And with Eduardo, it was interesting because those that were focused on um, on the learning mindset, not so much on the outcome, did much better and learned and kind of grew from there. And that that shift in, in, in the way your mind is set up to think, and I like to think of mindset as what way your mind is set up to think, 
to shift it from outcome-based thinking to learning-based thinking, that's actually a process that doesn't really happen overnight from my perspective. What are your thoughts on that, Ari? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, some of us tend to be more inclined one way or the other, maybe a little bit based on temperament, probably a bit more based on, you know, kind of more nurture than nature, if you know what I mean. Um, But, you know, for folks with ADHD, especially those who, you know, live most of their life undiagnosed, therefore untreated, therefore, you know, struggling much more to be consistent and predictable in, you know, basically converting their intentions into actions. I think it's much easier to have this sort of more this fixed mindset that, that, you know, if I do something and do it well, that means I'm smart. But if I don't do it well, that means that I'm not smart with the obvious implication that it's not going to work out any better next time. And, you know, that's really sort of the challenge of undiagnosed ADHD is that it's so hard to, to, figure out like, wait, why did it work out this way over here, but that way over here? Why did I get an A in that really hard class? But, you know, like I barely passed that much easier, but much more boring class. Or, you know, I was super prepared and did a great job at this, you know, team meeting, but at this other one, I could like barely hold it together to listen to what the, you know, my manager was saying. So it's like, there's this disconnect there between, um, between kind of intentions and performance. Um, so I think it, it's a lot harder for these folks then, and even if you have been diagnosed and, you know, you're taking medication or whatever, there's still a bit more of that inconsistency. So it's, it can feel hard to predict what causes what. Um, so that powerlessness, I think, you know, it, it, it's really easy to fall into that kind of a mindset. Um, but I would make the case that, it, that that makes it that much more important to have this growth mindset, to sort of take a look and figure out, like, okay, so, well, wait a second. So, so what did make the difference here? You know, why yep. this performance in this case, but that performance in that case? Let's sort of pay attention. Let's think about it. Let's start identifying things. Let's start testing. You know, let's see what we can manipulate. Let's see what are the things that we just need to kind of accept. Um, and, you know, like that's where all the work that you and I and everyone else does yep. hopefully kind of really kind of comes in and makes the biggest difference. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to put some meat on this a little bit just before we go, kind of go to the break. Uh, just a little bit of tangible – this is a true story. It's a tangible example. Um, I've learned already when I'm, when I'm working with people with ADHD, I begin to, to listen for what works and try to learn from it. So I have that growth and learning mindset. So literally I was coaching a psychiatrist one time with ADHD, diagnoses people with ADHD, and prescribes the medication. And he wanted coaching one day because uh, it was late all the time. And so I kind of learned this from David Nell, who we've interviewed a couple times, and, and that philosophy, how exactly did you manage to be late? Or how often you late? And through a series of questions for about 10 minutes of asking about his, his, how late he was, we concluded that he was about 10 to 15 minutes late uh, 98% of the time. Um, and it was funny because as we began to hear that, I was like, wow, that's interesting. How do you manage to be 10 or 15 minutes late? And I said, what's your recipe uh, or what's your system to be that late? And the guy was kind of taken aback. I mean, he's a psychiatrist. And I'm like, really? So, I mean, you're a doctor. You're taking statistics. I mean, if you're always there, you must have a system. And he kind of popped off and he goes, well, I just don't like to be bored. And in that moment, it was like a big aha because we began to realize is that he didn't like to be bored. So, like, 
when patients would come in, he would he wouldn't he'd always go to the room later. So the nurses were done prepping. He was never waiting, and and we began to look at his entire life. He just liked to walk in and be ready to go. And in the moment that we began to realize is that he didn't really like to be bored, his mindset set shifted in terms of. Uh, lateness, and began to realize that he actually had a system that worked well for him in the context that he didn't really like to be late, which has also kind of explained why the alarms and the buzzers and all that stuff didn't work, because it didn't really get to the heart of it, because he was focused yeah. in on just the outcome that he had to get there, and we shifted his mindset to say, hey, what's why... Why is it that you're late all the time? Well, it's because I don't really like to be bored. And in that moment, he began to realize that he actually had a, a time management system that served him. Now, what was ironic about this is the reason he was wanting coaching on it is because he had a partner that compl- – they had a monthly partners meeting that complained that he was always late and had just come off of a meeting like that. But <laughs> in that example, I just think it's kind of fun because I'm I'm trying to learn – What's, what causes him to late and what's there? And we, we came out to this interesting conclusion is that he really doesn't like to be late. So I'd let you comment on that and yeah. your thoughts on that before we go to break. So I think that's an awesome example because the thing about it is this guy does not have a time management problem, right? This is not actually yep. a problem of time management. This is a problem of boredom tolerance. And, yep. you know, because like you said, he's always about the same amount late, which means He's managing time well. He's just chosen a different target to shoot at, you know. So, um, but the thing of it is, if you make this into a time management problem, if you act as if, if you treat it as if it's a time management problem, what you're going to do then is all the obvious stuff. Um, Set a reminder, set an alarm, make sure his schedule is really big and bright and he can see it easily blah, blah, you know, like all that kind of obvious stuff that, that is good if indeed it is a time management problem, but it's not going to work. And at least one of you is, if not both, is going to, you know, rather quickly start to get yep. frustrated that, you know, what we're doing isn't working. Maybe this is just unsolvable. Um, but by taking this more kind of growth mindset, you know, basically what you did is you looked at it and said, okay, well, he's a smart guy. Obviously, he knows about the, this thing called alarms and reminders, and that ain't yep. doing it. So, so we yep. need to sort of step back and look a little bit broader and, and try some things. And, you know, now that he sees it's a boredom problem, I don't know, boredom problems tend to get addressed differently than time management problems and yeah. therefore more likely to be effective if that's indeed what the problem is. Absolutely, absolutely. That's that's why I wanted to have this show. This is such a, a fun topic. We can illustrate that. So we got some more that we want to we want to pull together real quickly. We need to go to break. Our our, our secret word tonight is set. S E T. Our secret word tonight is set. And again, for those that want to learn more, and I would actually encourage you to go check out Ari's website. Go to adultadhdbookstore. Excuse me. Let me get this right. www.adultadhdbook.com. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life. Your world. Your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Hey, you parent or your kid who struggles with performance, motivation, or behavior? I'm Cindy Goldrich, parent, coach, and teacher trainer. Join me to learn how to reduce the chaos and stress and tackle issues such as motivation, setting boundaries, and increasing compliance. I've been helping parents for over 10 years through my nationally recognized parent workshop series, Calm and Connected. Join me for a live webinar, and it's now also available on demand. Go to ptscoaching.com to register today. That's ptscoaching.com. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. 
Learn how you can change your lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and executive function challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. Make every moment count with Time Timer, a sensitive solution for ADHD time management. It shows how much time is left using a bright red disc that gets smaller as time passes. To place an order for a Time Timer, all you have to remember is timetimer.com. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're having a great conversation with Ari Tuckman, trying to make the distinction between mm-hmm. strategies or solutions and mindset and how powerful mindset is. And if you can shift your mindset, set your mind up to look at things differently, um, how solutions um, What's obvious um, can be profoundly different and sometimes really kind of get you there. Um, all right, one of the things that I think that, that you do a lot more than I, I, don't, I don't work a lot with kids is a lot of times you're dealing with parents in different times and, and having people just adjust expectations or that mindset so that, that are, they're aligned um, um, with a, a significant other or child. That's, that's a big deal for people with ADHD just to get people around them to shift their mindset. You want to speak to that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, use the word expectations there. And I think that that we should probably talk some about that because, you know, sometimes that's that's sort of an issue and this then sort of feeds into the mindset. So um, just to give like a simple example, um, let's say I've got a 13-year-old and his mom in my office. And, you know, mom's expectation slash goal slash hope slash wish slash whatever um, is I need to get his grades up to at least B's. Like all these missing homeworks are killing me. Um, he may or may not have that same expectation. You know, like that may not be his goal. Um, I think certainly mom being less on his case might be a goal. But, you know, if she could just chill out and be happy with the missing assignments, that's another fine way as far as he's concerned to get to that goal of mom leaving him alone. So, um, so where this feeds into mindset then is, if mom has one set of goals and the kid has a different set of goals, it's really easy for certainly mom, maybe the kid, but certainly mom to then really sort of feel frustrated, powerless, resentful, disappointed, confused, you know, because stuff that she's doing that could be helpful, you know, isn't helpful. And it kind of goes back to the example we gave before, you know, um, that if you're trying to solve the wrong problem, you're not likely to be effective with the solutions that you're using. So um, simply making sure he has all his homework written down isn't going to get him to do his homework if, he, if the thing is he doesn't really want to do it. So, um, <clears throat> so I think it's important to be clear about what your expectations are and if there are other people involved, what their expectations are, and to see if they're at least sort of complementary. Um, because, you know, otherwise it's really easy to fall into this kind of powerlessness. And, you know, so I think that where the mindset piece comes in is, 
you know, like I said, either it can go the direction of powerlessness of, I don't know how to solve this. I can't fix it. I don't understand what's going on here. But it might also, if you have a bit more of a flexible mindset, it might sort of prompt you to step back and to say, you know what, this should have been working by now. So why isn't it? And, you know, let's, (laughs) you need to clearly step back a little further and see what's going on. Yeah. I always had that that saying is if the obvious solution isn't working, you've got the wrong mindset because it's pointing you in in really the wrong direction. Um, yeah. So one of the things that I was listening, I was listening to you, Ari, and I, I don't know why, Penny Williams kind of flashed in my mind, and um, she does a lot of work with ADHD and autism, and she got um, some different things. But as I began to reflect back on most of the professionals that I know uh, that are involved in this space that have kids, uh, it goes back to that shift of mindset, because almost all of them started with this expectation, and when they kind of got involved, um, ultimately had some success with their kids when they when their mindset shifted and they looked at it a little bit different. But in all those situations, it didn't happen overnight. It happened over a couple of years. And when they talk, it sounds really pretty easy uh, for them out there. But really, I think mindset is one of those things that you actually have to, you have to sit in, you have to think of, and it actually takes time for that shift to take place. Is that uh, Do you see that, or do you have a different perspective on it? Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, almost by definition, I mean, this is not – completely true, but, but a lot true that, you know, almost by definition, before somebody's going to pick up the phone and call me or you or Penny or whoever, you know, it's, it's that they've gotten to a point of, I can't figure out what the hell is going on here. Or more precisely, I can't figure out how to make happen what I would like to see make happen. You know, because the people who figure it out and do well in life and are happy like, they don't call me, you know? Nobody calls me yep. to come in and brag about how much they're killing it, right? So, like, by definition, the yep. only people who are going to show up in my office or yours or whatever is, is the people who need some help figuring it out, and that's great, you know? It's kind of like you don't take your mechanic, your car to the mechanic when it's running well. So, yep. um, but, it, but part, of, part of the work that I do is helping people get a bit more of a, you know, optimistic mindset, or at least, uh, well, I don't know, but I don't know, maybe, I mean, I guess I can try it kind of a mindset. Um, Because, you know, often they've kind of gotten to the point of being defeated where they don't, not only are they not sure, not only do they know that they haven't yet figured it out, there's also doubt about whether they could. Now, obviously, if they're 100% without hope, they're not going to show up unless it's a kid or a teen getting dragged in or maybe a, you know, an adult getting dragged in by a romantic partner. Um, but, you know, a lot of what I do in the beginning is really sort of, an, you know, fostering this growth mindset of, you know what, let's figure it out. Let's take a look. Let's figure out what happened before this. Let's figure out what worked well, what didn't go well, why didn't it, you know, we're going to come up with some ideas of things that you can try and, you know, I sort of use this phrase sometimes that every intervention is diagnostic, that if we come yep. up with some ideas of things that they can try, if it works, then, all right, cool. Well, what does that tell us? You know, what does, how do we better understand this situation based on the fact that this did work? If it bombed completely or you just didn't do it at all, all right, that's cool too. So, uh, yeah, let's take a look at that. So why not? And you know, in being very sort of like casual about it and not at all going the route of 
sort of being the disappointed school teacher you know, when yep. they didn't hand in their homework because that's a, like they're already thinking it and that's a really easy way. So it's like I need to really not volunteer to fall into that trap of I'm angry and disappointed at them like so many other people have been. So, um, and I think if you can take some of that pressure off with this growth mindset, people are a lot more willing to try things that might feel daunting to try otherwise. So I love how you said that. I want to go to another break, but I want to give another interesting example. Um, this, just finding some meat on this with the interesting outcome. I, um, when I'm working with clients, the growth mindset and self-observation is one of those things that, that I try to kind of foster a little bit. And as I say, we need to learn how to watch yourself because if you pay attention to your attention, it's going to point to what works. And, um, um, I've actually had people that I've coached before where I forbid them ever to read another book or ever watch another podcast or something because they begin to listen to those structures and they say, this got to work. So how this works is this is, this is a fun one for me. There was an individual that I was coaching that had been to a, a bunch of different people before me and said, you know, I, you know, I'll give you a try. You know, who knows what's going to happen, but I don't know why I'm still trying, but we'll give it a shot. So anyway, I'm saying, I'm willing to work with you, but I want you to focus really on self-observation and what works. So the story is this, is one day she walks in and she says, you know, I need another kind of time story. You know, I'm having a hard time with time. And I said, well, what should we do? She said, well, I guess I should get a timer. So she went out and got a timer. And a week later, she said, wow, it's working great. I said, okay, great. We went on to another topic. And two weeks later, I said, how are things going? She said, well, the timer's not working very well. I said, really? I said, well, tell me about that. Why did it work before? She said, well, it's kind of new. It was fun. I said, okay, well, sure. what do we do? She said, I guess I got to get another timer. So she went out and got another timer. And not for two weeks, that wouldn't work too. Anyway, the fun part about this is if you go to Attention Talk, if you go to YouTube and you type in Attention Talk video and timers, you'll get a video of her, and she's got like 20 timers. She's got like a sand, an egg timer, a sand timer, this puzzle that explodes, a time timer, uh, this thing that hops around. And what she does is she learns that if she just rotates those different timers, the novelty of the rotation helps use it. And she, I mean, The video was done, I think, back in 2013 or something, um, and, and she's still using that stuff today. And my point really is, is we shifted that mindset to learning and observing what worked for her. And in that moment, we came up with this little thing that is not necessarily what you would see, but it worked for her. So, Ari, have you heard of anybody who just gets a timing system and just has a whole bunch of them and rotates them all the way through as a means to make them work? Yeah, I mean, so here's the thing. Like, we are genetically wired to, to begin to ignore or give less attention to things that are familiar, you know, because usually things yep. that are consistent and familiar tend to be less important survival-wise, like less relevant to really kind of pay attention to. So <clears throat> what's familiar can very quickly begin to kind of fade into the woodwork. Now, granted, for some people, that process happens a little quicker than others. But, like, here's my go-to example on that. Um, when my wife and I lived in our first house, we were redoing the basement, um, which basically means we ripped everything apart and we're slowly putting it back together. But we had... 12 foot long pieces of drywall in our, you know, first floor hallway. I don't, I swear like six months or something. Like I don't even remember. It's all blacked out at this point, but like, you know, but like literally four by four foot by 12 foot, 48 square feet of dry, of sheets of drywall leaned against our main hallway on the first floor. And they completely disappeared after like a couple weeks, you know, like you don't even see them anymore because it's not relevant to see it. So, um, 
So I think this idea of adding variety and novelty, I think is a really good one because, um, because it does, it sort of pops it back into your radar. Or if you have like a whiteboard, like here's another common suggestion is if you got stuff that's been up there too long, rewrite it, write it in a different color, put it somewhere else on the board, because if it just sits static, it starts to disappear. So I think that for you as one person, if you know, okay, I think I'm starting to not see this or I'm starting to not pay attention to it. It doesn't mean there we go again, it failed. It might mean I think I just need to try something different. And, and that's the growth mindset is yep. that idea of figuring out, okay, well, why? What happened? Why did it happen? And therefore, what, what can I try? And maybe you rewrite it, let's say, and it doesn't work. All right, fine, whatever. On to the next. Like, well, why didn't it work? Yep. What do we think? Maybe it wasn't yep. a different enough color. Maybe it wasn't big enough. Maybe I didn't move it enough. Maybe whatever. So, so yeah, like, but, but that's like, in some ways, the, the idea of growth mindset, it, the sort of saying that comes to mind, it doesn't 100% fit, but, but it's the idea of, you know, give a man a fish, feed him for a day, teach a man to fish, yep. feed him for a lifetime. And that's really Absolutely. kind of what we're going for here with the growth mindset. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, that, we need to go to break. Everybody, the secret word tonight is set. That's set, S-E-T. Uh, Ari Tuckman's website, adultadhdbook.com. Go check it out. A lot of great stuff there. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Make every moment count with Time Timer, a sensitive solution for ADHD time management. It shows how much time is left using a bright red disc that gets smaller as time passes. To place an order for a Time Timer, all you have to remember is timetimer.com. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more how an edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Ari Tuckman. We're having a great conversation, trying to make the distinction between um, strategies and solutions and the power of a mindset. And I can't help but tell this story. Um, and, and, and the evolution of Attention Talk Radio was basically this. Um, being a challenged student and only making it into college because I was uh, I was an athlete on scholarship. I uh, they put me in sociology of sport because they, they say hey it's, it's sport he must like it. Um, but the reading was overwhelming and with somebody with learning disability and dyslexia I was overwhelmed by it all and 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 
anyway, we kind of cut to the chase here a little bit. When I had to do my first research paper that was about 15 pages long or whatever it was, just the thought of doing the research um, in the library was like, oh, my God, just pouring through that stuff, trying to find what I needed. And it dawned on me, uh, really, I should focus in on what works. And I, I literally went to the the, the Phys Ed building and found a couple um, professors and interviewed them on sociology. Um, we we're basically learning sociology using soccer, more or less. And um, anyway, I interviewed them and ended up writing my paper and used their quotes as footnotes in my paper. So I was citing those particular experts. So I get into uh, the coaching business and everybody's like, you got to write a book or you got to do a blog. And I was really, my mindset is really growth. And I focused on what, what works for me. And so early stages of this, I was, I, I mean, it just didn't happen, but Attention Talk Radio was born because of that opportunity that I had a long time ago in college to interview people. When I got into this, I went to the first CHAD conference and said, wait a second, I can interview these guys. And this has always worked for me in terms of social media. And I, most of the people that started when I did that were writing the books and the blogs uh, haven't had the success that I've had in doing this. And it was just a way to get out there to talk to people on social media. Little did I know I would get an amazing education of that along the way. But my point really here is the obvious solution, the strategy from a business perspective was to write a book or do a blog. But for me, that's not what worked. But I had that mindset of paying attention to what works for me. And, and interviewing is a lot easier, hence Attention Talk Radio was born. And so it's just, a, just a, another more power of – what that mindset can do and how it can point to obvious solutions that are not so obvious that can really move you forward. So um, are, are there any other thoughts on this topic or examples of what's Sharon that come to mind? I do. Absolutely. So, so I think you're absolutely right that, you know, this was growth mindset in action that by contrast, the fixed mindset view on this would be on either at best, I'm a crappy student and I just can't do this stuff. Yep. At worst is I'm stupid in a more global sense. Um, and, you know, the problem with a fixed mindset is it kind of stops the action. You know, I'm a bad student, so yep. therefore, why bother? And, you know, from the first statement, the second statement flows rather logically. Like if you truly have this idea, I am just a bad student, it's not much of a leap to go to the second statement of, so why bother? You know, so you just do the minimum you have to to kind of scrape by, but not yep. anything beyond that. And it doesn't, so, you know, this could be just a, even just a basic obvious thing, like, I don't know, going to the tutor, tutoring center, the writing center and getting some help. Um, but even more so, like, you know, the idea of I don't have to do it the way everybody else does it, you know, that it's okay to come up with new solutions, and that doesn't make me any less than. So, um, you know, it's sort of like, I don't know, I had this, this client once long ago, and he worked at this building, they had these two massive parking lots. And depending on what time of day you got there, you know, you could wind up if you're there earlier, you want it closer to the building. If you, you're there later, you want it much farther away. And, of course, what would happen is he would always forget where the hell he parked his car or, or he'd go to a place and, and can't find his car, and that was, like, from three days ago that he was there. So yep. one of the things that I suggested to him was, well, you know what, pick a, just pick one place, and it's going to be further out because you got to know that it's always going to be available. Just always put your car there, and that, that's okay. Like, you know, you walk a little bit further to get to the building, who cares? Like walking more is good for you. So, um, but to not sort of get caught up in this thing of, 
you know, I can't do it because that's different. What if somebody says something? And, you know, my advice to him is to say, like, ah, you know how it is. I always forget where I put my car. So I'm just always going to park by that tree. Boom, done. Yep. Not like it, it ain't a thing if it ain't a thing. So um, yep. being willing to be creative, being willing to try some things, and being willing or even proud to do it in a different way if that's the thing that works well for you. That, you know, you just, you just sparked something that I think is important. One, one of the things that I want people to walk away from this show is to understand the difference between a strategy and a, thing and a mindset and how mindset so much more powerful along the way. Uh, oh, I lost my thought. Um, Mindsets take a while in order for that to shift to take place, and uh, uh, got it. Or I can't get it back. Um, All right, let me jump in with this. So, yeah. So I think that this is where getting diagnosed with ADHD or whatever, you know, gluten intolerance, you know, whatever, um, where that act alone has the potential to create a profound shift because. You know, like, like I was saying earlier yeah. that, you know, pre-diagnosis is very easy to have sort of a fixed mindset when it comes to this stuff because there's such a sense of I don't know what in the world is going to happen next with me. You know, will mm-hmm. I follow up on that? Will I do what I said I was going to do? You know, why did it work out? Why didn't it? Like, I have no idea. It's just this, like, giant black box. Some stuff goes in and something comes out and Lord knows what happens in between. So, a diagnosis of ADHD, then, it provides a better explanation. It kind of opens the lid on that black box, and you begin to see a little bit better what's going on in there, especially if you really kind of educate yourself about ADHD, maybe throw a little medication in to tighten up some of those executive functions, and, you know, pay attention a little bit more to what strategies work better and worse, starting from the strategies that are most likely to work for folks with ADHD, and it creates this idea that, you know what, maybe I can do something here. Like, maybe yep. I can figure out how to make my life better. And all of a sudden, like, it really does promote this growth mindset after this kind of dark time of being stuck in this powerless, fixed mindset. Yep. It's, it's, it is, it is. If you're listening to the show, the thing to walk away from is when you go out, a, 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 a solution or a strategy is a tactical type thing. But I'll tell you, all right, most of the success I've had is when I'm working with people to shift their mindset or how they're looking at it, and it gives them brand new things they never saw before, whether it's, a, in my case, a radio show or that they had a perfect time management um, system because they didn't want to be bored or, uh, for whatever reason, the blind side's jumping in my mind because there's a part of that movie where the uh, teacher recognizes that um, uh, the, the, the football player you know, knew the material, but he had to do it orally as opposed to, like, written. When you have that open mindset and you're starting to, to, to see things, what's obvious will completely change. But being able to see those things and shift that mindset requires one to relax and a period of time for you to make that shift. I, one of my favorite sayings that I heard recently is, I don't know who discovered water, but I'm sure it wasn't a fish. And sometimes this stuff is so obvious out there, it's hard to see it. You just have to sit back and kind of relax, and it takes some time uh, to shift into that growth mindset. Or, um, or to focus on what works or self-observation. And that patience through that. And some professionals can help you do that sometimes, whether it's Ari or myself mm-hmm. or something like that. So um, as we wrap this up, any, any final words, Ari? 
Yeah, let me sort of build on what you just said. So it's so growth mindset is very much a thing that we can work intentionally to cultivate. You know, to really sort of put in that effort to catch yourself when you're thinking in a more fixed, pessimistic kind of a way. And, you know, to sort of push yourself to, I don't know, like, to, to have the courage to risk failure, um, you know, to, to be willing to try some things, recognizing that it may not work out, but that that's okay. Um, and, you know, to, to sort of push yourself not to just go with that immediate kind of knee-jerk, familiar, obvious reaction to some sort of a setback or some sort of a, you know, coming challenge. And instead to really sort of approach it from a growth mindset with the idea that it's not necessarily the end of the world and that, you know, that whatever happened today, you're probably going to face something similar again, if not tomorrow, then next week or next month. Yep. So, you know, it's all about the future anyway. And I think if you can take that bigger future perspective, it maybe takes a bit less of the pressure off of what's happening right now today. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, all right. I got to tell you, great show. Thanks for coming back on. It's always a pleasure. Everybody, hope you've enjoyed this edition. Our secret word tonight is set. And again, Please go check out Ari's website at adultadhdbook.com. Uh, With that, we'll catch you next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.